funky. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the whatever you want to call a podcast. And like I said last episode, we're going to be talking about NBA bubble playoffs, round one and round two. And then we're going to talk about week one of the NFL season. So let's get right into it, people. Week one of the NFL season, the scores were Chiefs 34, Texans 20. Patrick Mahomes pretty much throw up the, the Texans and <laughs> Deshaun Watson need to work on this game a little bit. More. The Jets beat the Bills, the Packers beat the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers went off like he never did, but he actually did do that, but <laughs> that's what he did. The Washington Redskins beat, on our, sorry, not Redskins, the Washington football team, which is the stupidest name right now, but that's no hurt there. But they beat the Eagles. The Ravens got beat. No, they actually didn't get beat. They won against the Browns 38-6. Got the Colts beating, Colts losing against the Jags 27-20. The Raiders beat beat the Panthers 34-30. The Bears beat the Umali Cats and the Lions 27-23. The Seahawks beat the Falcons 38-25. The Dolphins lose against the Patriots 21-11 in Cam Newton's debut. The Chargers beat the Bengals by a field goal 16-3. The Cardinals Beat the 49ers in their season opener. The Bucks got beat by the Saints and Tom Brady's season debut with the Buccaneers. The Saints beat them 34 to 23, and Tom Brady had two picks and one pick six. The Cowboys got beat by the Rams in Sunday Night Football. The Steelers beat the Giants in Monday Night Football, and the Tennessee Titans beat the Buccaneers 16 to 14 in Monday Night Football also. So let's just get right into all the juice and all the good teams that we just really look at. Well, the team that everybody looking at. The Chiefs, as usual, they beat up the first team. The Packers did what the Packers do when they beat the Vikings. They pretty much own that series. I don't know why, like these past couple of years, they've been saying that Aaron Rodgers has fell off, but I don't know what they've been looking at or what. I, I, these stats are just probably just wrong, and people just over-exaggerating. Like, us fans, we all, most of the time, sometimes we always do that. We over-exaggerate things to the most. I mean, but we shouldn't, but we always do with Aaron Rodgers might leave, which I don't think he's going to leave. I mean, even though it's seeming like he might leave because he got a house in Malibu and stuff. It, but it, I just feel like, for me, as fans, we just sometimes just should just let fa- let our – our emotions go and just let these athletes be athletes and let them experience their emotions because sometimes it's like us fans always expect them to be like, okay, they got to tell us everything. And it's like, well, they're not going to tell you everything because they don't want you to know everything. So, I mean, that's what I just feel about this situation with the Aaron Rodgers, with them drafting Jordan Love. And then we got the saga that, oh, it's the same year that, Brett Favre did the same thing, and then all these little crazy stats, and that people just looking up. And I think it's just coincidence. I think what happened was, I think, of course, I think the Packers are looking for the future, but I don't think they're looking for it now. I think they just put a lot, just tried to light a fire in Aaron Rodgers, even though I don't think Aaron Rodgers need a fire lit into him. He just all he just needs to just 
do is just be Aaron Rodgers. And I think, too, you got to realize this kind of, like last year was his first year really kind of healthy, really, because you got to think about the, last, the year before that, he tore his collarbone with Khalil Mack and barely made it back and then was playing on a bad ankle the whole the whole season. So it's like, if you really think about it and you put all that in comparison, this is last year was his first year coming back from injury. So when you put all that together, I see why Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't play that well. So for me, that's the reason. And I'm not giving excuses to Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying, understating facts. When you have a bad ankle, I played on a bad ankle. I played football. So I played on a bad ankle. That hurts. You can't press. You can't. A lot of most of Aaron Rodgers' passes come off his ankle. It's, and Aaron Rodgers is a good enough quarterback where he can actually play on it. But after a while, that ankle, it it, that, it wears out on you. And I really think it wore out on Aaron Rodgers. And eventually, when you play these good, fast defenses, he got to move. He, he, and that's a part of Aaron Rodgers' game is moving around in pocket and making extra time. And when you don't have that and you have a bad ankle, of course you're going to play bad or you're going to play at the level that Aaron Rodgers played at. But for me, that's that's the storyline for, I think, the Packers. And, of course, the Chiefs. You got Tom Brady in his first game as a Buccaneer. <laughs> got two got two picks. One of them got picked off. Man, that was I, – I, I'm going to laugh at it, but I knew that this game against the Saints – and he's going to have a lot of these games where he's going to have to, like, prove it because he has a game like two weeks from now against two or three weeks, probably four. It's probably like in the middle of, middle of uh, the season. He has a game against the Packers, and that's going to be a big game for him. He already had – he played the Saints, and that's going to be a big – that was a big game. And he's going to play them again, uh, the Saints again, so he's going to prove – he's he's going to have a chance to prove them wrong again. But it's going to be a hard test to go against these teams. And I feel like he has kind of like the LeBron syndrome right now where LeBron went to the – Eastern Conference and dominated, and then now people say, oh, well, he's not going to last in the West Conference. He's not going to last in the West Conference. And now he's lasting in the West Conference. But I think basketball and football are different, too. And for me, I feel like Tom Brady didn't hit a lot, didn't get hit a lot in his division. He got the Bills. They did something, but they didn't do enough. The Dolphins, they don't really have a quarterback, so they don't have nobody to compete with him because eventually Tom Brady is great enough to where he can outlast the defense and this is all pumped down to if you have a good quarterback. And Dolphins still don't have a good quarterback right now. Their quarterback situation is kind of weird with putting Fitzpatrick as your starting quarterback and two as your backup, which I feel like that situation with him, the two, I actually feel like they should rest him for a year because you don't know how that ankle is and how his his body is going to be acclimated to the NFL level. And I still don't think he's NFL body ready. Yet and no offense, because I mean he he he, uh, he was nice at Alabama, but that's Alabama. You had a great defense, and and Nick Saban built a great defense around you. So of course you're gonna expect to be great. You're gonna be great in uh, college. The NFL is a little different when you going against guys that are as fast as you are, as about fast as you. So for me that that situation, I feel like it's going the right way, but I need to kind of like hurry the process up if I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm impatient a little bit because we haven't made the playoffs in I don't know how long. And I'm like, can you kind of like hurry the process up a little bit? Because you're losing players. And more you, more as you losing, you losing players. And it's like, well, you're going to do something here? So, like, that situation with the Dolphins, that's going to be weird this season. And Adam Gates is sucky with the Jets. I mean, I don't know what's going on 
with these Jets. I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, but if I'm looking at at like at a standstill and looking just as a fan of football, I mean, the Jets are just terrible right now. I don't know why they still have Adam Gates and he's still there. But, I mean, that's them never here or there. I mean, that's their problem. I don't have to worry about it because I'm a Packers fan. But me, speaking of Packers fans, we do we do have, I think, feel like the best fan base. But the, at, speaking of fans, I feel like this season, especially with the pandemic, it's going to be a little weird because now these veteran quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Tom Brady don't have to worry about crowds. And that's kind of bad when you got Aaron Rodgers that's, a hard count king, and he hard count the hell out of you. So it's like, well, <laughs> you can't really do nothing about it. And these teams that are bad, and or these teams that have great defenses, it's gonna be really hard on them. And I feel like I, you can quote me now. I feel like this offense, these offenses are gonna break a record high in offensive yards and points because just on that simple fact, and just on a simple fact, I feel like defenses really need the crowd because. That hypes them up, really. And I played defense in high school, and I know how much crowd noise is affected, especially when you're on defense. It affects you a lot, especially when you're at a, a place like the Seahawks or the Bert, Tom Brady's hot, old home in Foxborough. Like, that, I know how that feels. I know how loud it is. And I actually went to a Packers game and saw how the crowd experience Springs was. It was cold as I don't know what, but, I mean, the crowd experience was nice and brisk, and it was loud, so you really couldn't hear anything. So I get now why the hard count is key, especially now when you don't have no crowd. But speaking of crowds, if we talking about not having any fans, the NBA going through their own little phase of no fans too, but they're actually being a little bit successful, with, especially with this COVID-19, and you have to take all these tests, these tests, for COVID-19, I mean, the NBA is doing actually pretty well with what they're doing right now. And we round one and round two, and speaking of round one and two, I mean, what's going on? You got the Heat pretty much running through the first and second round, and they beat the Pacers. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to give the Pacers an excuse because you that's what the players are about, next man up. But the Pacers are – they just I don't know what they – what were their plan? Because now they fired Nick McMillan right after that that round was over. So for me, I, I, I don't know what's going on with the Pacers. I mean, they have great picks and great players, and then you got to let them on too. They didn't have the minus the bonus, the big guy in there, and that could have been that could have affected the, the series. But by the way, Jimmy Butler, them their defense is great. They got they have a bunch of mean guys on their team, but or dogs or whatever you want to call that. But man, like they're 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 nice out here, and all of a sudden they just beat the Bucks four one. I mean, until you gotta realize too that controversial call in game two. And I'm not saying it on basic basing it on okay, well, I'm a Bucks fan. I would have said about any call. Both of them calls were controversial, and this is what happens when you don't have a crowd. Because imagine if they were in Milwaukee and that call happened. That call would have never. Them two calls would have never happened because it was in their home. So I think that was a question of call anyways. And just speaking of the NBA, just so people won't think I'm just saying this because I'm a Bucks fan. I really feel like anybody, whoever wins this NBA finals or win the championship, it, it has an actress no matter what, because 
first of all, you didn't play a whole season. And then on top of that, everybody had a four or six month layoff. So everybody has to get back in rhythm. And some others play better in rhythm more than others. So I just feel like whoever wins it matter if it's the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Heat, the Celtics, whoever wins, is it going to be an actress no matter what? I would have said if the Milwaukee Bucks would have won it, it it's going to be an actress no matter what. So just to quote me and just don't think I'm just, oh, I'm just saying it because I'm a Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks fan. I'm hating or not something like that. I'm not. It's I, it's actress no matter who who's playing in it. And then on top of that, the Lakers are dominating, and, and AD and LeBron James, they just throttled the, the Gordon Trailblazers. I mean, the Gordon Trailblazers, they had a nice squad. It looked good on paper. They looked at like a fourth or fifth seed on paper if they wouldn't have struggled so bad, but they looked it. Oh, my, they looked so nice on paper. But, man, it's, it's just amazing what, like the NBA has shown me a lot and how they put build that team like that. I feel like they should build that team and keep that team together. Like that was the best, I think the best squad putting Melo at the small sports spot, got Nurkic and you got Hassan Whiteside at your center. And you got Dame and CJ at your shooting guards. That's a perfect lineup. And then you got Trent come off the bench, man, Trent Jr. You got him come off the bench. He's nice. So it's just, I, that's that would have been a great lineup, and ultimately, I think this this fan base thing. I think it might last. It's gonna last. Of course, it's gonna last a little longer to next season. But man, that's just <laughs> it's just amazing how I just see this stuff, and it's like, oh my god, this is just wow. It's just it, it mind-boggling how you see the teams like the Heat that didn't nobody really expect to do anything or expect to get get beaten. Second round, but some people were picking the Heat, of course, because they're underdogs and they have a guy and Jimmy Butler that played for Marquette, the scrappy. He's a good shot maker, and you got guys like Hero and Duncan that's knockdown shooters on their team, and you got Goran Dragic, the Dragon. You got him at your point guard, and he's dropping twenty. And then you got Bam out of Bayou, the defensive guru right now. In the NBA, I ain't gonna say he is guru because that's just giving him too much credit. But he's a defense. He's a good defensive player. And you got the others and Andre Iguodala and the veteran. You got Eric Spoelstra and the coach that coach actually coached LeBron, which is gonna be weird if they end up facing each other in the finals, the Lakers versus the Heat and Eric Spoelstra knowing like LeBron's. I don't think it's not gonna matter anyways because LeBron is LeBron, and no matter how much you study LeBron, it's not gonna matter anything because. At the end of the day, LeBron has something that you don't have, and that's not rings, it's strength. He has that will. He has that killer mentality that says, okay, yeah, you might be, y'all might have a good defense, but I'm LeBron. So, and then on top of that, he has a legit Robin. On top of him being the Batman, he has a legit Robin. And actually, I just feel like it can be switched around. AD could be the Robin, and when I mean by AD, I mean Anthony Davis, the brow. Well, he's not really the brow no more because he cut off the Juno brow. I feel like he should have kept it. That would have been a good marketing tool, but that's no hair there. But for me, that's why I feel like the Lakers are the team to be. It's not the Clippers. It's, and Clippers, I don't know. What, what, what happened to the Clippers? The Clippers are lost in the semifinals again. <laughs> How many times y'all going to lose until y'all eventually like, okay, it's the coach's problem now or it's the coach's fault? I mean, they had a squad, though. They had Kawhi Leonard and Paul Jordan, two great 
perimeter defenders, and then you got uh, Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams, two great six men, or they two great players that could be playing anywhere else as a starter, and now they on your team. I don't think Montrezl Harrell is gonna sign back. That's just me, but I, and I wouldn't, because I mean that was a little experiment they just worked out with him and Montrezl Harrell and the Clippers. I don't think that's gonna work. And two, on top of that, I just feel like too they they chemistry was never there. To begin with, that you could tell they never played with each other the whole season. And on top of all that, the chemistry problems and all that, they had Patrick Beverly, which I feel like he's an underrated defender. He should be defensive player of the year pretty much every year or end up running a defensive player of the year every year. But his injuries sometimes mess him up too. And then him having Kawhi and Padre, two other great defenders on the team, messes him up a little bit. But for me, I don't know what happens to Clippers. The Clippers are starting to be like the Cowboys, man. They start to be like the Cowboys of the NBA. They do this every year. They say, oh, yeah, they're front runners every year. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the NBA Finals every year and winning the championship. And then they do the same thing, man. And they and Doc been a part of this whole thing, man. It's At this point, I feel like it's Doc for I mean, and I and I get, as if, if you're a Clippers fan, for me, I, my excuse is, if I'm a Clippers fan, I'm like, well, we didn't get to play with my whole squad the whole season, so you got to give us a chance. But at the same time, it's like, Doc, you you a good coach. And I think he'll be a good coach, but not just don't think the Clippers are the right team for him. I actually really feel like you should give a chance to some of these other guys like Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, and these guys that, that's been wanted to be on teams where they can't. That's on the simple fact of just, just uh, availability and them just not – getting a chance like other coaches and stuff but for me it's this this clipper thing that's just that's saga it's gonna be forever they're gonna be almost gonna be like the buffalo bills go but the difference is the buffalo bills at least they made it to the super bowl but they lost three straight times in the super bowl but if y'all don't know about that though that's that's another story though actually for another day the buffalo bills they went to three straight it was like it was like back in the day i don't remember what year it was but it was back in the day they went to three straight Super Bowls and lost all three. How you go to three straight Super Bowls and lose all three of them? I mean, at least you was win one of them. They ain't win none. But me, man, I don't know what's wrong with the Clippers. And the Lakers doing anything. The Nuggets is caught up from down 3-1 twice. One against the Utah Jazz. One against the old Clippers. I mean, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Clippers, but... We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast or a little bit later in the season of my podcast. But let's get right into these other, these NFL teams, man. Okay. So we got the Buccaneers. They're going to, they're going to be a working project. They kind of almost seem like the Clippers, too. And they have a squad. I mean, Tom Brady has so many weapons. They got OJ Howard. They got Gronk. But I don't think Gronk is going to, you can even tell with week one, Gronk is not the same Gronk we know he is. I think. He that layoff to him with that year off that he had, I think that wasn't good for him. A, a player like him, he needs to be, and he breathes football. It, that that I think that layoff kind of messed his rhythm up. I think he just needs to just retire. Probably, I think it was just that's it's his sign that tells him just retire, bro. I mean, they got OJ Howard, they got Mike Evans, they got a lot of guys they can use, and then they, on top of that, he just signed Fournette. For that is nice. I mean, they got two back lineup. They got Tom Brady. They got Bruce Arians. He's a nice quarter, uh, quarterback coach. He's not a quarterback coach, but he's the head coach. But he's the nice quarterback coach for 
quarterbacks. But even though I think Tom Brady don't need him, but it would be great to have somebody that's kind of like the Ty Lue for him. Ty Lue wasn't great for LeBron just because he was a good coach. He was good for LeBron because he knew how to say, okay, let LeBron do his thing, and I just coach the others. That's how Tom Brady and Bruce Arians' relationship was kind of is. It's like, okay, I know Tom Brady's great. Of course, I can give him suggestions so for every so often. But overall, he knows what he's doing. I just got to coach the other players. I think that's how their relationship is. It's kind of like the Ty Lue-LeBron relationship when he was in Cleveland. And I, for me, that's truly what I feel about this this week one kind of thing. I mean, too, you got, like I said, the Chiefs. They're doing their thing. I mean, I, I think they're going to be right back in the playoffs again. And the Ravens doing their thing against the Browns. The Browns, I don't – the Browns, I don't – they're going to probably – they're going to – they're – they're one of those teams that on a brink of making the playoffs pretty much every year, but it's just got to put everything together. And I think it's just for me, Baker Mayfield just needs time. He's need he's but he's been in the league for about two or three years, and he's still having kind of like came to fruition of what people thought he would be. And I think for me, if you're a Browns fan, you're kind of impatient because you've been waiting for a good quarterback, and now you got somewhat of a good quarterback. You're like, oh, okay, come on, come on, get good already. <laughs> get let's get some. T- some playoffs, but I think they're going to, they're up and coming. They got a nice defense. They can sign some guys. So, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to do something. They're probably going to be a wild fighter, most likely. But they got beat by the Ravens. The Ravens, eh, I mean, I'm I'm not a bigot. I mean, the Ravens are nice, and they got a great defense. They got a great offense with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews, and they got all them great receivers and stuff. They got Hollywood Brown. They got nice receivers, all that. I'm just not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. And that's not because of Lamar Jackson or it's not because of him. It just, for me, it reminds me of high school football. It just reminds me of it so much. And I hate high school football quarterbacks because they do the same thing. Read option, read option, read option. I see so many high school football teams do read option. It's like that's never going to work in the NFL. Like it's not going to work. Long, it could work, and I think the originator, which he should be in the league right now, actually, and I feel like I'm gonna talk about that in the next episode, but he should be in the league now. Kyler Kaepernick, he is the originator of that read option, and the reason why I know that so well because he tore my Packers up in the regular season and in the playoffs. He tore my Packers up with that read option, him and Carlos Hyde tore our butt up in that playoff. So. For me, that I mean, it works. Like I said, it works for certain quarterbacks. And at the same time, even Colin Kaepernick knew he needed to pass more because at the same time, he started seeing other defenses prepare for him and then start finding fast receivers or hybrid linebackers that are safeties that can play linebacker and safety. But for me, that was just like, yeah, I don't think this is work. And that's not even no dig on him. It probably will work for me. It probably will, and I might be just – uh, undercover hater, and I just don't know it or whatever. But to me, I just I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson. It's just not me. I just, he just doesn't. I mean, he's on the cover of Madden 21. I love it. I mean, he's real good for him. Good for a black man being on the cover of the NFL Madden 21. I mean, good for him on oh, his success and everything. Or it could be because I had a quarterback like that in a high school. I shout out to him. I'm not gonna say his name. Because he, I don't know where he at. That that worked for him now, whatever. But 
Uh, to me, I had a quarterback like that in high school, and I saw it so much in high school playing all these high school teams, even the suburban teams or the teams like Arrowhead and stuff. If you're in Wisconsin, you know who, who I'm talking about. But if you play for my team in Washington, you know who I'm talking about. But I just never was a big fan of the read option quarterback. I just never was because I feel like it never works, and it felt like it's so college It's so It seemed like college players do it like a lot. Like Johnny Menzel did that a lot, and it didn't work when he got in the NFL. It's a couple who have done it and have been successful. Kyle Kevin have done it and have been successful, but even then, he did it, but it was timely. And when he did it, it was like new kind of. And Cam Newton, I think Colin Kaepernick invented it, invented it, the, like the read option quarterback, and Cam Newton just perfected it because Cam Newton, he's a bigger kind of running back. So when he did, it was like you ain't going to knock him down. Or when you run against him or you try to not, uh, tackle him, it's just like, all right, well, he's just going to run you over. So and he still does it. And by the way, Cam Newton, I just a shout out to you, man, because it seemed like he lost a lot of weight. I don't know. It might just be me. And I just might be looking really, really hard, and I'm just that person. But he looks like he lost a lot of weight, and I'm loving that. I mean, because then that it helps him maybe a little faster because he was a little slower, even though he was a bigger guy and he could. T- I think he still think he can take the hits or whatever. But I mean, shout out to him. But for me, um, that's probably a couple reasons why I just don't have a big Lamar Jackson fan. It just, it just is. I mean. I could be I'm a cover hater, and I just don't know that. But whatever. As we can talk about that for another day. We talk to Ravens fans. Y'all can get Ravens fans. Y'all can get mad at me, but I don't care. Um, but now before I go, I know you've been listening to my podcast probably for either this is your first time, your first podcast you're listening to. But if you are a person where you like podcasts, you like listening to content like this, I want you to go to Spotify. I look up whatever you want to call a podcast. And my name, Marquise Nash, M-A-R-K-E-S-E, Nash, N-A-S-H. And look up my name or look up whatever you want to call a podcast and type in it, click it, and start listening. Or if you don't have a Spotify, go to Stitcher and look up whatever you want to call a podcast. And my name, Marquise Nash, should be under that. And once it should be under that, you can click it and start listening. And if you don't have a Spotify or if you don't have a Stitcher, Go to Apple and go to Apple Podcast and look up whatever you want to call a podcast by Marquise Nash. And once you do that, you click it, you can start listening. Now, if you don't have Stitcher or Apple or Spotify, you might be one of them people like me. I steal people. I don't steal it, but I use people's account. And you might be using somebody's account right now and listen to me. If you don't have enough money with your cheap self, <laughs> then just keep on listening to my podcast through there. A laptop or their phone or their account. I'll see y'all next episode when I'm gonna be talking about week two of the NFL season, and we're gonna be talking about the season finale and the finals of all this crazy NBA bubble playoffs. See you next episode. Peace.